Welcome to Classical Music, The Stories. afternoon everyone uh, and welcome to this week's podcast. Um, I should also mention a happy Halloween to anyone who celebrates this holiday um, and because it's Halloween where I am uh, I decided to do a Halloween themed episode. So um, you're all very welcome here. Uh, the piece I've chosen today uh, which you heard at the beginning is called Dance Macabre which I think is quite fitting for this week. Dance Macabre, meaning Dance of Death. And um, it was written by the French composer Camille Sansons, uh, who is, uh, he was quite an influential person of that time. He was uh, born in France in 1835, and uh, he's best known for this work and also his Carnival of the Animals, of which the swan is most famous. I am sure a lot of you know the swan. Uh, he was seen a bit like Mozart as a prodigy, and uh, he's often grouped with Mozart as the two greatest classical music pop prodigies of those times. Um, he eventually went on to teach very famous composers, um, such as Gabriel Faure, uh, George Spize, and César Franck. Uh, Gabriel Faure then went on to teach Maurice Ravel, and both of those men um, have been said to have had a deep impression from Camille Sansons. Uh, so this piece of music, Dance Macabre, is um, a tone poem, which uh, a tone poem is a piece of music which tells a story, and it's continuous, it doesn't finish, and they can range in times from anything literally from six minutes, which is this piece, all the way up to its hours. And uh, it's like a tone poem can only really be described by what it actually does, which is tell a story. It can't be described by the time because there are so many different times. Um, This tone poem tells the legend of the Danse Macabre, which is a French legend. The legend being that on Halloween night, The devil calls forth every single dead person from their grave and invites them for one evening of festivities on the 31st of October before they disappear back into their graves again until next year. The idea of the legend is to show that everyone, no matter what their rank was in real life, everyone is equal in death. And I think that's what Camille wanted to show, 
that throughout this piece of music, he kept it consistent. He kept it repeating, repeating the phrases and repeating the ideas and subjects, um, which gives us an idea of consistency. And that's what we get in the human race when they're dead. They're consistent. They don't have rank anymore. <clears throat> and I think he did that really well. And I think it's really important to convey that, I suppose, in a piece of music. Um, this piece is also rife with information about what's happening at one time. That's quite important in a tone poem, as uh, back in the day, I know, concert programs, I mean, they were basically non-existent. Uh, they just showed what was going to be played. They had no notes whatsoever. Uh, so the composer really had to try and make it clear what he was trying to say at that point, or she was trying to say at that point. <clears throat> so it opens, which you all heard, with the harp. And for those of you who counted how many times the harp plays the note, it is indeed 12. And that signals the start, which is midnight. The 12 strokes of midnight played by the harp before, out of nowhere, comes the solo violin playing as the devil. Which is um, <clears throat> it's an interesting combination, the violin and the devil. The violin is often seen as a kind of a, a flowery, kind of virtuosic, happy instrument. But Cam Camille Saint-Saëns, he gave the violin a really deep, sultry role in this piece of music. And uh, I suppose a lot of violinists nowadays, they do enjoy playing it because it gives them a different perspective on things that they wouldn't never normally get. Camille Sansons, he originally wrote this uh, for piano and solo soprano, which is the highest that a uh, lady voice can go. Um, but he was encouraged by his really good friends, who were also all very famous composers, um, namely Rossini, uh, Berlioz and Liszt. Um, they all encouraged him to go in a different direction. Uh, like Brahms last week, they Camille Sansons had the kind of friends that would tell him if they didn't think something worked. And he also had the kind of friends whom he trusted, and therefore he took their advice on board every single time. And in this case, they encouraged him to leave the soprano and piano and change it into an orchestral piece. And Sansons then just very quickly switch, changed the soprano part to the violin part. Um, the violin, when it comes in, uh, this is going to get quite technical now. When the violin comes in, uh, they play two chords back and forth. Um, to be exact, they are the chords of A and E flat. And... Uh, they, um, back in medieval times, this interval that was created by the chords, um, uh, translated from the Latin, basically was called the devil in the music. And um, this was quite important when it came to writing these notes. Uh, when Sansons, when Camille Sansons heard about this, he knew that when the devil came in, it had to be these two notes. So he used them. And as soon as the um, the devil has played their bit, 
then the entire orchestra is snapped into a massive flurry of excitement and movement, which keeps going throughout. It's like you can really almost hear the skeletons having a massive laugh and a huge amount of fun. I mean, part of the reason that you can hear that is because of the xylophone, the xylophone being a percussion instrument. And Camille Sansons used that to um, to portray the sound of bones rattling, uh, which he managed, I think, really well. And uh, at the very, very end, there's a massive climax, and that climax suddenly dies away. And then you come to the coda, the coda being the end of the piece, and it begins with an oboe, a single oboe, calling out a simple line, which is supposed to represent the rooster, or the cockerel crowing, heralding morning. And from there, you can hear, first of all, the flurry of excitement as the skeletons return to their graves. And then the violin comes back in with a very new tune which we haven't heard before I suppose a, a lament as to, as to why they aren't alive anymore before the violin disappears itself and that's the end of the piece it's as simple as that when it was first performed in France uh, Paris to be exact then um, <clears throat> it wasn't very well received people didn't like it people didn't think it was very good they thought the um the screeching of the violin, uh, the xylophone, and its repetitive nature was really quite awful. And people believe that it had some kind of pre-echo to another very famous piece based solely on repetition called Bolero by Maurice Ravel. Bolero being a piece that relies solely on the repetition of two melodies. And people believed that Dance Macabre was kind of a prelude to this, as Ravel was deeply influenced by Sanson. Um, but, well, today, uh, we can now say with confidence that they were all completely wrong and silly. Um, it's now thought as his masterpiece and the piece that makes him famous among people today. That and his other piece, uh, which has gained him fame, The Carnival of the Animals, which does include the swan, a uh, very famous cello solo, which I think most of you would know. Um, for me, I think this piece is brilliant. And the reason for that is because it's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, there's a bit in the middle of it where the timpani gets the solo. The timpani, which is a percussion instrument, gets the tune and uh, they play just two notes but it sounds so exciting because well the timpani hardly ever gets the tune let's be real it's a percussion instrument used solely for creating drama and uh, and when they play the tune the melody there is something it's very different a new sound has been created and it's really really interesting to listen to um overall i think the composer was exactly right to do everything that he did. The 12 strokes of midnight in the beginning make it so exciting because you think, what's going to happen next? There's just a massive amount of silence after that. 
and then out of nowhere comes the violin. I think it's genius writing, and uh, I really think that it's absolutely right that it gets the um, the publicity that it does today. A little bit more about Sansons. I already mentioned that he was born in France in 1835. Um, his father died after two months, um, and he lived then with his mother and his widowed aunt. Um, but at three, it was already clear that he was going to be a musical genius. Um, it is said that he already had perfect pitch, which is being able to pitch a note exactly as to what it is. Um, and he was already able to pick out tunes on the piano, much like the young Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart from uh, about 70 years beforehand. So, um, so his aunt saw this, this talent and she got him a teacher and there from there his musical life blossomed um other notable pieces that he composed were um his organ symphony the symphony number no. 3 as camille sansons was also a gifted organist and so he played the organ in that premiere um he also composed a very famous violin piece which um is seen as one of the most famous solo violin pieces to date um, called the introduction and rondo capriccioso uh, which is I, I love that piece I think it's a lot of fun much like his dance macabre but um, if I had to choose a piece by him it would be this one his dance macabre I think that's his best and I think it's his most fun and it's the piece that I enjoy listening to the most at the moment um, he died in 1921 at that point, he had kind of built up a little bit of controversy surrounding his pieces. His dance macabre was uh, received not that well. And from there, it was kind of difficult enough to get work again. But he still composed and he still performed to packed audiences. But when he died, um, people didn't see him as the master that Beethoven had been, for example. Uh, which I think is really sad. I think he deserved a bit more recognition. Uh, but there you go. I suppose everyone is equal in death. So I think that's all there is to say about this piece. Um, just as a sort of postscriptum, um, if you wanted to explore the music of Camille Sansons a little bit more, um, I would definitely recommend his Carnival of the Animals, for anyone who hasn't listened to that. Um, it's basically a piece written for the purpose of children to understand the different instruments of the orchestra. Um, you get all the different instruments playing an animal each in a in a sort of collection of little pieces. And I think it's very sweet, actually. Lovely little piece. And then, of course, if you're feeling brave, then go for the um, symphony number no. three, the organ symphony. That, that is a, a fabulous piece. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that'll be it for today. Um, so, to finish off, here is the full... Dance Macabre by Camille Sansons. Um, I managed to find, uh, sorry, I managed to find the first ever recording of this piece, ever recorded, um, which is Leopold Stokowski, a classical music great of the time. Some of you may know him from the Disney movie Fantasia, as the conductor of all the music there. Um, so. Uh, yeah, Leopold Stokowski and the Philadelphia Orchestra, also in Fantasia. Um, they, are, they were the first 
recording of Dance Macabre ever. And that is exactly what I have got for you here today. So thank you very much for listening and please enjoy the full Dance Macabre by Camille Sansons. <laughs>